John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Nikki Glazer um, coming at you from my apartment on a Saturday night. I have like not that much time to do this. We'll see how long it is. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out. Might be tonight, might be tomorrow, but just for all intents and purposes, uh, it's Saturday night. I'm alone. Going to do this podcast alone, which feels very vulnerable, even though I think I've done them alone before. But I think in the past I was like walking through Times Square or doing something active and um, it didn't feel as like just I'm alone with the mic talking to my and I actually know I've done one alone in a, a hotel room before and I think I got positive feedback. So part of me feels a little bit like really you think you can carry a whole thing on your own without guests. Um, who do you think you are? And then part of me is also like uh, you you can do this. Don't worry about it. So let's proceed. Um, yeah, I just have a, a night of shows lined up. There's only three sets and they're all very close to each other. They're all at the comedy cellar. So I'm not like running around, which I, if you can tell by my voice, I do need to take a break. That's when I know that I've been talking too much, broadcasting voiceover for blind date, doing sets. I just have a tour coming up and I want to be very ready for it. So I just pack my schedule every night with stand up, and it's like, radio in the morning for two hours every morning plus socializing guys you know your girls out there put like you know play in the field gotta be out I love hanging with my friends I have the best friends and I like to hang out and I like to talk a lot I'm literally the same off mic as I am on like I just there's I talk just as much and I'm sure it's irritating to some people it's irritating to me how do you think I like this? I'm drinking bronchial coat tea right now. Um, my friend is also, their voice is suffering. And they had they got went to the store and got all the, Dan Perlman, who's been on the show before. Um, he got all this like he, elixirs, which was great because my voice was suffering. He came, came and hung out, brought this one stuff. The one night I was dropping it in my mouth all night. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I was just throat and coating with this like, it was silver something. It had the word silver in it, but neither of us remember the name of it. He lost it. So the next night he bought a different elixir and I immediately took a shot. And then I looked at it afterwards to be like, what's in this? Like I should look at the ingredients before I look at like calories. We all should, but you know, um, I've got priorities. And, um, but then I looked and it was 30 to 60% alcohol, which that's a pretty wide range. I wish they would narrow it in. And I was like, okay, so that means it's, I know that the percentage is either double the proof or half the proof. So then I looked it up and that percentage is equal to like maker's mark. So I literally did a shot of maker's mark, which you can buy over the counter. You just go to a health food store and tell them you have a sore throat and they'll give you fucking whiskey. So that was interesting. I got to do a shot. I was actually pretty thrilled by it. I was like dancing around, like trying to feel it. Um... So that was exciting. I always like a little sober slip up. I'm not someone who, um, there's the type of like alcoholic who if they have one sip, they'll just do it all. I think Ian used to like accidentally ingest alcohol, Ian Fidance. I think he would feel comfortable. I think he shared it on air, but he would like, he'd go whoopsie. And then he would like, 
I think, well, what did he give an example of? Oh, mouthwash. He would like accidentally sm- swallow some mouthwash and he's like, oh, I should do it. I need to wash my mouth out again. And he would just keep doing it. I, I just go, oh, whoopsie. And then I don't do it again. Although I am tempted to sometimes. But like I usually have one slip a year where I accidentally drink alcohol and I just ride it out. I go, okay, enjoy it. Don't freak out. I'm a little, I'm trying to be easy on myself about it. I've got to meditate tonight before tonight's show because um, I didn't yet today. And it's the greatest thing. You guys have heard me talk about it before, but I'm just like, I want to just say if you're struggling out there with anxiety or um, just anxiety, really, or just like not feeling like feeling out of body a little bit, not feeling connected to yourself and being maybe even scared to feel connected to yourself, scared of what meditation might bring up. I promise you it's not like that and it's not going to like trigger you. It's not going to be like therapy where all you can think about are the worst things. It actually teaches you how to stop thinking about the worst things. So I would, um, some of you I know are scared of meditating because I used to be too, but you shouldn't be. And if you want to check it out, you can go to the, uh, get the waking up app is the thing I recommend. If you can afford, um, the transcendental meditation course, absolutely take that. It will change your life. It's just giving you a skill that you'll learn the rest of your life. And, um, and that you'll just know it's like golf. It's like something you can play forever. You know, it's like a a hobby that you can, can take you into your, you know, deathbed and help you. I don't know if golf can take you into your deathbed, but. Uh, Trump will test that, won't he? Um, Noah, take that out. No, I know she won't. I don't really care. I wasn't, I was just making a joke that um, he loves golf a lot. Did you guys see a calendar where it's like how many days he played golf um, during his presidency? It's wild. I'm actually kind of impressed. I'm like, wow, he really cares for that sport. It kind of gives me some, it, it was the first time I see Trump as like, someone other than how I normally see him which I won't go into because who wants to hear that but like instead of like as this villain I'm like oh he has a hobby it's kind of like makes him cute not cute my mom would be so mad at me for calling him cute but I'm like oh he likes something he's human it makes him human to me that he has an intense interest in golf um I don't know why I'm talking about Trump. It's the last thing I want to ever talk about. I legitimately like don't know anything that's going on in the news. And I took notes before this um, podcast to like go through topics. And I, my fucking Sharpie just exploded on my hand. It's the kind that you're not gonna be able to get off. So I'm just gonna have like black ink on my fingers all night, which literally who gives a fuck? Honestly, who cares? I haven't got my nails done in a while. They look like shit. And I just don't care. I don't know. And they also aren't, like, inflamed. I feel like when you are constantly putting chemicals on them, it might be bad for them. We lost a podcast yesterday, and it, uh, I know I just said that in the tone of someone who lost, uh, uh, miscarried or something, but, you know, I don't really know what that's like, and uh, I've had a lot of friends who have, I don't know why I'm now talking about miscarriage. Jesus Christ, Nikki. Anyway, um, we lost a show yesterday and uh we're all suffering here at um the you up slash off air podcast uh it was a bummer because it was a really good one it was with andrew collin and sarah lena my friend who's been on um you up before and um it was at my apartment yesterday it was so much fun we were laughing so fucking hard there were so many bits that i was like oh i can't wait for this to be like a inside joke with the podcast and um we were doing like lip trills 
because I was talking about um, this technique I use to not lose my voice, which obviously I haven't been using recently, but when I do use and think about it, it helps. Um, and we were doing lip trills, which is a thing that helps with your voice. And I bumped the mic into her face and then the rest of the podcast stopped recording. But it looked like it was, I checked it all the time and it was recording when I was holding it. It just didn't um, save. And it was such a bummer. I can't believe I'm only eight and a half minutes into this bitch. Um, a lot happened in the past week since I talked to you last. I was, um, I apologize for the sound of my voice. I know it's not strong and I'm trying to sound better. Um, but let me take a, a sip of my tea that has the word bronchial in it. It's in my WTF Mark Marin mug. One of my favorites. It's a gigantic mug that I'm guessing like a fan made for him and he just gave away. Or maybe these were custom made like as gifts for maybe Obama is sipping from one of these right now, too, as a fellow WTF guest. OK, I'm going to like actually lay down because I feel like this is better. No, it's not. OK, sorry, guys. Stay with me. Last week, yeah, I was in Los Angeles. I did talk to you guys about the Caitlyn Jenner thing, which, by the way, I was just, like, so horrified at how many trolls posted things um, on the picture that I posted of her and me and Bert. And um, and it wasn't even, like, funny shit. You know, they, like, I get a joke can be funny about that stuff, and I don't think that you should post it on a picture of someone that's transgendered, but, you know... People are stupid sometimes and they say the wrong thing. But what disturbed me the most was just the things that weren't funny and were just mean. That were just like, hi, Bruce. There are two men in this photo. Or they'd say there are three men. And I'm like, "Uh, thanks a lot. But honestly, thanks a lot. Some people said I looked like her. And I was like, legit flattered. Like, if you were trying to ever insult me by saying I look like Caitlyn Jenner. Nice, nice try. Caitlyn Jenner's fucking hot. Dude, she's 70 years old. And I swear to God. Girls that are listening, like, I know maybe guys are interested in this too, but girls, like, she, if you, you would pay, I would put, pay anything to look like her when I'm 70 and to move like her and to talk like her. She is like the epitome of health and wellness. And like, she's just, she had more energy than I did. And she's fucking 70. And she's won the decathlon in the Olympics. She's had, like, She's been through a lot. She's fucking awesome. You heard me praise her last week, but my depth of love for Caitlyn Jenner has only intensified over the last week. I can't believe it's only been a week that she's been my best fucking friend. In all honesty, we haven't texted since uh, that night, but we did exchange numbers, and she did post on Instagram a video of us, and I reposted it, and then she hearted my repost. So that, because I said I love this woman in the repost, and she hearted it. So that felt really nice. Oh my God, I have so much to go over. Did you guys see on my Instagram story? Um, I posted that a fan DM'd me that they met Taylor Swift last night and that Taylor they asked Taylor Swift if Taylor Swift knew about me. You guys, that's a fucking good fan. To have someone think about me when they're meeting someone is like Taylor Swift. Like, I just want to say to that person that meant so much to me and I'm too lazy to go look it up. And so obviously it didn't mean that much, but like, you know who you are and you're fucking awesome. And, um, I would never ask someone to do that. That is so kind. It kind of bummed me out that she remembered me because the fan said, do you know Nikki Glaser? And she said, I don't, uh, I think she said, um, 
I think she's the girl. Yeah, she said that I inspired her to dance. And I felt bad because I remember the quote and I knew it got to Taylor because it was like kind of picked up by some like media outlets, some desperate ones. Slow news week pulling, you know, quotes from me during my Dancing with the Stars press tour. But I guess I said during my press tour that Taylor Swift or, Taylor Swift is a bad dancer. And the fact that she learned to dance and could dance and like had confidence and looked great and cool meant that like I could do it too. So I called her a bad dancer, which I always felt bad about. And I, of course, that's what she knows me as is the girl who called her a bad dancer. But guess what? Maybe sometimes that's how you get through to celebrities. You, you neg them. It's all in the game by Neil Strauss on, on bookshelves now where you can wherever if you're coming to a theater near you so taylor anyway um said yeah is that the girl and the and the the fan goes yes that's her and taylor goes is she the one with a netflix special uh about banging which is awesome that she would remember my i don't think she's watched it but i think she just like saw clips of it and just the fact that she would know associate me with the words banging and this and this fan quoted her so i mean this isn't just like she's make i don't think this fan is making up what taylor said so taylor swift knows that my special is called banging <laughs> and then she said that i love I, she goes i think i think i would i should just read it let me just be authentic with you guys and read the fucking dm and then i can give the shout out to my, my fan I'm a fan. God, I'm just like so grateful that that person, Brian, Brian does stuff. Shout out to Brian A does stuff. Okay, so I met Taylor Swift and I asked her if she knew who you were. And she said, quote, unquote, I think he meant quote, end quote, quote, unquote, quote, isn't she the one that said I was her dancing inspiration or something like that? And I told her, yes. Then she said, is she on Netflix too? And then I yelled, yes. And then she said, is it the Nikki Glaser banging one? So I confirmed that. And she said, quote, she is awesome. I always love inspirational women. We need more of those in this world, in the world. Sometimes she's my inspiration. And I got my picture with her and let, and let, and left. And then he typed a bunch of letters, like, like so excited that he can't even type. She also said she will shoot you a DM when she finds time. Guys, when Taylor Swift fucking shoots me a DM, I can't. I don't know that I'll be. I will. I will tell all of you. Just know that it's just like so the coolest thing about my life is when people that I like really admire know who I am. It's shallow, but it feels really good. It feels really fucking good. Um, what else did I want to tell you about? Let me check my list and which stained my hand all tonight. Um, I went on David Spade's show last week. I don't think I talked about that much on the podcast. I love his show. If you're not watching um, Lights Out with David Spade, you really should be. It's on Comedy Central. It's so good. It's like if you miss At Midnight and like getting introduced to new comedians and just like laughing at comics kind of taking chances. It's like a tough crowd type thing, too, if you remember tough crowd on Comedy Central. It's just so good. It's so fun to be on as a comic. And I just know that a show that makes me feel that comfortable. I, I don't watch it every night. And if I, if I you know, was watching TV at that time of night, that's what I'd be watching. So if you're watching TV at 11 p.m., check out Lights Out with David Spade. It's so good. And uh, But I did it, and they did this prank on me last week where he, like, sn he was like, Nikki, uh, watch this video that we have. And I, like looked at the screen and then they dangled a spider in front of my face and it was a and I was supposed to be looking at a video of a spider and I fucking got scared for a split second I posted on my story 
there's like a slow-mo of me reacting to it and um it's uh it's pretty funny but I also felt betrayed I was like fuck this I was like someone they tricked me I didn't like it it doesn't feel good to be pranked but in the end it was all for good fun no one got hurt I actually liked it but like they don't know I could have like shit my pants or something what if I'm really like don't fuck with me like that if that would have been a centipede on a, a fake centipede dude I'm not kidding you. If you're if you ever prank me with a centipede, you're out of my life and I'll never come back on your show. A spider, I can take it. I like spiders. I don't like like them. I don't want them crawling on me, but like a centipede legit, I will like cut you out of my life if you try to prank me with a fake centipede. I fucking hate centipedes. Hate them, hate them, hate them. I am a vegan except for centipedes. Burn them all. Um, just kidding. I actually have found a way to think they're cute and it's really helped me with my, um, phobia because I legit have a centipede phobia. It's a real thing. I have to be on stage in one hour. Um, my parents were in town. It was a really fun week of shows at Sirius. My parents were in studio for Monday and Tuesday shows and they fucking killed it. They're so funny and so revealing. And I really recommend going back and listening to those episodes. They were wild and we just had get fun people in studio. It was, um, Monday, it was Andrew and Anya and my parents. And then Tuesday, it was Dan Perlman, um, my parents and Anya. And we just, like, laughed so much. And my parents were so revealing and so open and so honest. And you can just see – I hate to be like, you can see where I get it from. But, like, I was – they even made me uncomfortable with how honest and cool they were. I think you'll just – if you like me, you'll like my parents. Um I'm like a fan of them on air. It was, it's really cool to see like, I just have them on because they're funny and like they're my parents and I know that I'm comfortable talking to them and it's just easy and fun for me. But I honestly like realized I gave them an opportunity to like do something that they may have been capable of had they been, had different lives or been, you know, like my dad could have been a really successful broadcaster. His voice is incredible and he's just charismatic. He knows how to tell a story. He's funny. His life just didn't go that way. And my mom is the same thing. Like, my mom is fucking hilarious. But stand-up comedy wasn't, like, an option for her. And so it's kind of cool to give my parents these opportunities to shine and be as, like, entertaining as I know that they always were capable of being. And I, I honestly didn't think that that was even part of it for me until I, like, felt such pride of how well they did uh, this week. It was really nice. My dad and I had a nice moment. Um at the comedy cellar we were waiting for my mom to pee and we were upstairs after a particularly like strong set I had and the crowd was just like you know I'm getting to the point in my career where like when I get brought to stage like the crowd reacts they like know who I am and uh not like crowds that are coming to see me but like you know if I'm just performing on a random show like and it's it's just you know I've been doing this for so long and it just isn't I'm not it's just beginning and it feels so different. Like when that pop happens, like you're just, you go through, I've been performing for 15 years, 16, 17 years now. I don't even know. Don't make me do the math. And when I walk on stage, it's just like regular applause. And now it's like this kind of more explosive applause and it feels so good. But it was like my parents saw it for the first time this time. And my dad was like very moved. And he like, we were upstairs waiting for my mom and we like shared a moment alone. And he like was like, that was just so cool to see. And he like started crying like a little bit. My dad gets emotional sometimes. And it was really, really sweet. And I did not handle it well. I was just like in my phone, 
trying to ignore the fact that my dad was crying about how proud he was of me but like it really meant a lot and if my dad's listening to this um I'm sorry I can't tell you that to your face but it did mean a lot to me and you know I forgave myself for not being able to handle it well either I think a lot of times we react to our parents in a way and even in the middle of reacting you go I'm being such a fucking bitch right now but then you go you know what I want to be a bitch you like know you're being a bad person and you're hurting them and you just lean into it. I think whether you're dealing with your husband or your wife or your girlfriend, boyfriend or your fucking sister. Sometimes you like will I'll be aware of my me, me being a bitch and I'll lean into it because it just feels good. And I think that like me not being nice and being like, thanks, dad. I mean, I said thanks, dad, but like not actually treating it like a real moment um, and trying to deflect, you know. It's the best I could do. So I forgave myself for it. But, you know, I'm, I'm uh, saying how I feel now so that hopefully he'll hear this. Um, but I'm not going to be like, Dad, go listen to minute 1907 of my podcast. But, you know, actually probably I will. Um, what else can I talk about? Um, yeah, losing that episode was such a bummer, I got to say. But much like I just like I was maybe upset for th- two and a half minutes after Noah texted me that there wasn't any sound past minute four of an hour and and minute hour and two minute podcast. Um, and Andrew was there in the living room with me. So he like, you know, he sacrificed his time earlier that day too. And it was all for naught, but it wasn't all for naught because we had a great time. I hung out with my two friends. We had a great, great time. We told stories. I had them tell stories that I wanted them to tell, but now the next time they tell it on air, it's going to be even better because they will have worked it out one more. They had one more set before they had to perform. So that's good. Uh, Another bright side is that I was um, able to do this podcast, which I wouldn't have done on my own. And I got so many things out of this already that I would not have had had that podcast gone through. So there's always a bonus. There's always a bright side. Feels good to say that. I have to get ready for my show soon. Damn it. Um, Because I do want to meditate and that is more important to me than this podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, Might have um, an addendum with Andrew Collin tomorrow, but I also might send this one out tonight. I really want to tell you what happened. Um, I teased it on the show earlier this week. Did I talk about it on the show? Yeah, I did because it was Tuesday, but I obviously there's not clips from the show. I saw a matchmaker this week. And I met up with this woman who told me she had a match for me. And um, I did it for the show, to be honest, you guys. I really, like, don't, didn't really need this woman to set me up. I get a lot of guys that are interested and they DM me and they're all, like, really good matches. Just like this woman described and she said he's age appropriate. She said, she said he's age appropriate. Bottom line, I go to meet this woman and... She sells me on him to the point where I'm like, I'll go on a date because like, why not? Let's just take this to the next level. But I, I honestly was just like, I'll think about it. That's what I told her. And I was honestly going to like, probably I was looking for any reason to not like this guy. Cause it just is too vulnerable to go on a date with anyone, but she didn't really give me any good reasons. I mean, there was one moment where she said he was into art and he could like talk about the art on the wall. Like we were at this hotel right around the block from my house. I literally rolled out of bed and went to this thing and I looked like shit. Like, not shit, but I didn't look my best. But I'm meeting with this woman, so who cares? She looked beautiful, stunning. Like, had the cutest outfit on, so much jewelry. And I walk in, she goes, sorry, I look homeless. And I'm like, okay, well, if you think you look homeless, I legit, like, 
Because at one point she goes, he could talk about the art on the wall. He could talk about your sweater for like an hour. Like he'd know everything about it. And I go, well, I got it at, my mom got it at, or no, I said, I got it at Goodwill and it's from H&M. So that's the end of that conversation. So I was kind of like, I don't want to talk to a guy about fashion. I really don't care. Art, yeah. But like even that, I'm just like, okay, we get it. You like art. Like, I mean, unless you, I don't know. I think guys that are into art, I just a little am suspicious. Unless you make it, I just don't. Whatever. People can appreciate art. I'm, I'm just looking for excuses. But anyway, so I agree to maybe go on a date with this guy. And we're finishing up. And she goes, and how old are you? She kind of like whispered it. How old are you? And I'm like, I'm 35. And she goes, oh, good. He's he's 52. And I go, um, that's pretty, that's a little old. And she's like, what? She like can't even believe it. That's a little old. I go, that's just a little old. And I almost feel guilty for saying that because she seems to be like, uh, be grateful, bitch. And why should I be grateful? I'm sorry. I do. I felt like she wanted me to be like one of these bachelorette, bachelor contestants. These girls go on the show. A lot of them, a lot of the time you don't even know who the next bachelor is going to be. Now it's almost always, you know, but like when you sign up for it, you don't know. And so these women sign up blindly and whoever it is, they're just madly in love with them. And it's like, I want one girl Girls, if you're listening and you're younger than me, seriously, sign up for The Bachelor, go on, get out of the limo, walk up to the guy, hug him, and just go, you know what, I'm not feeling it, and then get back into the fucking limo, be like, I just, I feel like I had a vibe with the driver, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's like our chemistry is, like, why do 30 women just sign over, like, they're ready to just be the, the they'll, they'll, th- those women all were like, would like get engaged that night. And guess what? If I did the show, I'd be one of them. I think it's kind of impossible given like how high the stakes are on that show that you don't just love the guy. But this guy that she was pitching me was not the goddamn bachelor. I didn't even get to see what he looked like. So I'm going into this completely blind and I don't like it. But anyway, she says he's 52 and I'm like, sorry, too old. And then she goes, how old was your last boyfriend? And I go, I think he's 38 now. And she goes, ooh, young. Um... Uh, excuse me young why is 38 young for me I'm 35 so this is the problem women now have to if you're dating a guy who's three years older than you you're somehow like robbing the goddamn cradle or you're it's just like it enraged me and so honestly I'm glad I went on it because I got a bunch of material out of it obviously that I'm like doing right now but it's this all comes from a real place, dude. It's like, I feel like women are just supposed to accept whatever we can get and have no standards and just adapt to men and be grateful a man even wants to fuck you and all these things. Like, that's kind of like the underlying, like, find someone, you're getting old, like, settle. No, no. I, um, I will not. I will not settle. Um, but, you know, I say that now. Um, but with each... Each day, each day that passes, each day my eggs wither. I get more and more, my standards get lower. The less eggs I have, the, the older the guy um, seems appropriate. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to see my new material. I like want to launch into it because there's like this great joke about my eggs that my friend Saralina actually wrote. I'll tell it to you now. Um, you'll hear it on the tour when you come see me, which starts off in Boston next weekend. Oh my God, my tour is starting. I also have a merch store that's going to be available very soon. I have the coolest merch coming out 
and I am feeling a little guilty about it because I don't like fast fashion and I don't want to put more new clothes out there. I'm going to find a way to reprint my stuff on recycled clothing, but just give me time on that and don't give me shit about it. I already feel bad, but I just, I think people want merch and I don't know. It's an experiment and I'm going to get to a place where I'm doing it the ethical way and I'm trying, I don't know. I'm trying my best. So anyway, I just want to say that. Check out the merch store. Oh, but the joke. So, um... I just say that like all my friends are freezing their eggs right now and I'm like um yeah can I burn mine uh that was the joke that my friend said she was like she said that one night and I go can I have that and she's like she's a model actress so she's like I'm not using it and I was like yes she says funny shit all the time the other night she was talking about a guy that she is into and um or was into or something and she was like oh my pussy poured for him and it was just so funny to think of a pussy pouring. And I wrote that down. So that'll probably be in my act at some point. That's how you write. You pick up things from your funny friends and in conversation. And you also pick up things from, obviously, myself. I say funny shit all the time. You guys know that. Oh, this has been a good podcast. I don't think I'm going to do an extra one with Andrew. Let's just make it this. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Please come see me on tour. I'm on tour next week with Anya Marina and Andrew Collin. We are in Boston. First two shows. There's a second show added. There's still seats available. I'm so excited. I'm also nervous, but also like more excited. It's going to be fucking awesome. And then Albany is on Saturday. And that is so, so exciting. San Diego is going to be on sale this week. Uh, Don't tell them I told you. We're not supposed to announce it yet, but that's coming up. Get ready for that. Um, Sacramento. There's just so many added dates. Go check them out. I hope to see you guys on the road. I hope you get meet and greets and I get to meet you. And thank you to my fans for, I, I never understood when people are like, I have the best fans or whatever. Like, I'm just like, shut up. You like them because they like you. And I will admit it. I like you because you like me. You guys are the best fans. I had a fan tell Taylor Swift about me. You you wasted your precious meet and greet asking about Taylor Swift. I hope one of you comes to my meet and greet and asks me if I know someone who might be a fan of mine. So that's the challenge. Find someone. Um, thank you for listening. And I got to go get ready. I hope I have time to meditate. I don't think I do. But this um, may be in the cab. We'll see. Uh, love you guys. Squirt, squirt. Uh, jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 